Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. I'm just glad you're here. I don't, you may not know this, um, but uh, I guess, well, actually, yesterday, this week, um, 15 years ago, uh, there was a church that started in a movie theater called Faith Renewed. And uh, yeah, come on, 15 years ago. And um, it's just, it's exciting. It's exciting to see what God has done. Uh, we, on our 10 year, we rented a place, got everybody in one room together uh, with all the COVID restrictions and crazy up and down. You just, you know, we were like, man, what do we do? You know, so, but we were like, we're going to do what we always do, worship Jesus, celebrate him. And so, again, that's what we're doing this morning. I'd love to have everybody in the same room together, but uh, it just, you know, can't happen right now. But um, I'm excited about what God has done. Uh, uh, our world looks a lot different now than it did 15 years ago. A whole lot different now. Um, I was looking back at old pictures. Angel and I look exactly the same. Uh, that... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. It really is 15. It's amazing that uh, we look exactly. But, but 15 years, our world has changed. It's changed a lot. And, um, but there's been, there's been a constant, and that's the grace of God, and that's the hand of God. And um, he's been faithful. He's been gracious. He's been good to this house. And so I'm just so thankful. And um, Angel and I, we were talking. We're like, man, well, what better way to celebrate a time of 15 years is just, again, to do what God's put in our heart. He did this last week. If you were with us last week, uh, you know, just uh, to Two words that God was just speaking to my heart clearly, I knew it was him, is that we're to just celebrate grace. We've been taking some time and studying, digging into what grace is, who, who grace is, let's say it that way, and uh, and just been celebrating those things. And um, he said, just take a couple of weeks. So that's what we're doing. I'm going to jump back into some teaching next week, unless the Lord says do something different. But uh, that's the plan. Um, but uh, I do know he wanted us to take a little time and just share and celebrate just some of the stories in this house and um, and what he's done and how good he is to us. And last week, man, three amazing. I mean, if you missed it, go listen to that podcast. Go check that message out. Check it out on YouTube. Incredible stories. And no different today. We're going to hear, uh, I guess, three different stories, three different backgrounds, three different situations. Same God. And, and I just, again, I'm just so thankful for the grace of God. And I've asked Allie if you would come on up first. And as Allie comes up, man, just let Allie know you love and appreciate her this morning. And um, so, uh, yeah, come on up here and grab a seat. You got your mic already? You good to go? Awesome, awesome. Make yourself at home. And, um, and I'm just super pumped. I'm super pumped that uh, you're taking the time today to do this and, uh, and just kind of share your story. It's, it's amazing. If you haven't gotten to know Allie yet, you're missing out. And so uh, I just so encourage kind. you. Wow. Yeah, that's, I do. I encourage you to, to make, make effort to do that. And um, uh, part of leading help in our small groups uh, for our young adults. Is that correct? Yeah. So young adults, make sure you see her if you haven't already got connected to that group. Um, but tell us, man, what God has done in you. Share your, your grace story with us yeah, today. All right? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, PT, for giving me the opportunity um, to share. So like you said, if you don't know me, my name's Allie. I'm a young adult here in the church, serve in a lot of different areas and really really love my church. We got a great, got a great place here if you didn't know. Um, so yeah, grace, big word. You can probably talk a lot about it. Um, I don't know about you, but it's the sweetest thing to me and really the only reason I'm still here, still standing. Um, 
And, you know, I've, I've known God for many years. I grew up in the church and had experience with God at a, um, at a young age. And, you know, grace got me to the cross, and I'm thankful that it didn't just get me there, that it's kept me and held me. Um, and I think as I was thinking through my life for a lot of years, um, I think I thought that uh, once I got saved, that was it. It was just going to be uphill from here. We were just going to make it to heaven. But who knows? We live in a sinful world still, in a sinful body, and things happen. And so what I found over the years is it looks a lot more like this, a lot more hills and valleys. And grace is what keeps us from staying in those valleys and me from staying in the pit and going that way. So um, as I was thinking about what to share today, uh, I wanted to share something that was more recent and probably really close to my heart. So um, and it deals a lot with church hurt and abuse and being taken advantage of, different things like that. So um, I moved here after I graduated from college, and um, immediately it was of the Lord's leading, really awesome, cool story, very God thing. If you want to hear more about it, I'm happy to tell you, but um, moved and very shortly after got involved in a local church. And from the outside, it looked amazing. It was like, whoa, there's a big move of God happening here. All of this movement, all of this stuff, I've got to be involved. So very quickly, I got very heavily involved. Um, I ended up being on staff for a little bit as an intern, being involved in a lot of different ministries. And what I didn't realize was happening at the time was a lot of spiritual abuse behind closed doors. Um, a lot of neglect, a lot of shame, um, and things like that. And from the outside, it didn't. Um, it didn't look that way at all. And, um, yeah, it was, it was intense. So, anyway, got very involved, um, was heavily on staff and different things like that. And so you fast forward a few years, and my life is just a roller coaster. It's one minute trying to find this grace that we're talking about and searching for the next prophetic word, searching for the leader to be happy with me and for God to be happy with me himself, all the while forgetting everything I've known for all of these years about who God is and who his character is. Um, so as that is going, surprise, surprise, I sinned. <gasps> what? <laughs> you know, but I was trained. I knew what to do. So I went to my, my leader and I let them know what had happened. And at this point, I was, I would have said I was the most on fire for God I've ever been. And surprise to me, I am immediately removed from all ministry. I'm immediately set down and told that I'm demonized and that all these things and all these people need to start praying for me and that my issues are too great, so I need to go to therapy. <sighs> and what I didn't actually know is that right there was actually the grace of God because I had no idea what I was actually in and God's grace was being showed and he was saving me in that way by sending me there. So um, through that experience, I started going to therapy and just began to question things and um, began to realize, hey, some stuff doesn't, you know, doesn't really add up here. And um, even having a hard time with being like, how have I been deceived? You know, but when deception's wrapped up in a pretty little bow and you're convinced that the leader's right and everybody else is wrong, it's, it's really easy to fall into. So um, after a few months of just trying to deal with it and figure it out, I did decide to leave the church. And at that point, um, I was so broken was so broken and so hurt um, from just discovering the things that had been happening. But um, I knew that, you know, God was real and things, and I wasn't actually questioning my faith. Um, and in that time, I just didn't know. I was like, wait, what does the Bible actually say about God? Because I think he's mad at me all the time. 
and I think I've got to earn this and do this and do this. So I went to the Word and just started reading. I would just sit down for hours and just be like, what does this actually say? I wasn't looking for revelation. I wasn't looking to give some sermon point. I was just like, hey, what's the Bible say? Um, And a big verse that ended up sticking out to me and is even stuck out with me now is Romans 2.4. And it it talks about how the kindness of God is what leads us to repentance. And I realized that it's not about me. It's all about grace. It's all about what Jesus does. Jesus starts it and he ends it and he keeps me through everything, you know? Um, So, but, right, I'm out, I'm learning all these things, but I'm still so hurt and so scared. Um, And I actually remember talking to my therapist at the time and telling them, you know, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to walk back into a church again. Because all I saw from stage, all I saw when I would see somebody like PT was, well, what are they doing behind closed doors? What are they going to say about me? How are they treating, you know, how are they treating their people? Are they going to manipulate me? Are they going to do this or, you know, and all of that. And so I was so terrified. And actually, fun fact, I started coming to Faith Renewed for a little bit after I left that church. And if you guys don't know, our church is kind of small and you can be seen, you know, and I was seen. And I quickly was asked to help with some things. And I was, oh, triggered. Nope, got to go. Sorry, because I still had, you know, all of these things, and I was just so scared, you know. So uh, you fast forward about a year, and I'm not necessarily running from the Lord, but I'm running from church. I'm running from all that hurt and that pain. And um, in that time without community, life got hard. My mental health took a toll and um, just different things, and I ended up turning to things I shouldn't, all the while still a Christian, you know, but just trying to cope with the pain of what had happened and the hurt that I had gone through. And finally, One day, I just called out to the Holy Spirit. I just called out to the Lord, and I was like, God, I can't, I can't do this. This isn't, this isn't right, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to go back to Faith Renewed. You need to go, so begrudgingly, nervously, because I had came for a minute and then left, you know, I came back, and it's been so amazing because grace is the perfect, you know, word for this testimony because that is what I've been met with here. Over and over again, I have been met by grace and love and compassion and even building a relationship with Pastor Terry and Angel where I can come to them and question, say, hey, this happened. What's, what's going on with that? This feels a little bit like this, PT. What, what's the deal, you know? And I can testify and let you guys know that everything I just described doesn't go on here does not happen. These people love Jesus and are full of grace and love and moments I've come to them thinking I was, X, Y, Z was going to happen to me. I've only been met um, with love and with grace, which has been so healing. So since then, um, I've gotten rebaptized, and it was a big moment for me. Uh, my mental health journey has gone way better. I've found so much freedom and hope and life in that, and it's just absolutely incredible. So a big scripture for me um, during both of these you know, times was, Psalms 118, and it's verses 5 and 6, and it says, I called to the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and put me in a spacious place. The Lord is for me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? I don't know about you guys, but I get in distress a lot of times. Sometimes it's my own making, and sometimes it's just life, you know, and I'm so thankful that God answers me. Every single time, he's going to meet me right here, and therefore, I don't have to be afraid. Even in moments that I feel those emotions, I can know and rest that I don't have to be afraid because grace 
and love and unmerited favor. I don't deserve any of it. You know, he's going to give it to me. So um, I just want to encourage, I guess, anybody in the room. Yeah. Um, if you have been hurt by people in the church, I just want you to know that's not God. Yeah. It's not God, regardless of if they're the best leader, regardless of if they seem like they have the most anointing in the whole entire world and you're still hurt by them. That wasn't God. That's not his heart. I was humans manipulating something for what they wanted and what they needed and for power is a lot of times. So call out to the Lord and he's going to he's going to save you. Grace is going to meet you. He's going to walk you through healing and through different patterns. And there's hope for it. So, yeah. Come on, come on. Let Allie know you appreciate that. Don't leave yet. I'm going to get you pray. Um, and I'm thankful for these stories today because they, they look a lot different than last week. Um, uh, yeah, and again, we're going to hear another one in a moment. But um, I'll, I'll say this because I've been there as well. Uh, church hurt probably hurts the worst. It just does. And, um, and I'm glad you said what you said, the fact that, again, we are flawed people and, and people do miss it. And, um, and you can have a lot of times the best intentions and still miss it. And, uh, but, again, it's not God. God didn't do that to you. He loves you. And, um, and the best thing we can do in those situations are, you know, again, to come to one another and, you know, walk in love and forgiveness and grace when those situations arise. But it was, it was one of the reasons um, when we say we started 15 years ago uh, and God put, you know, faith renewed um, as the name of this house. Uh, Again, two words clearly know what he said that day. Um, you know, it was our heart because, again, I've been there. I've been hurt, and I've probably hurt others. And, uh, you know, if you've been in church, you probably have too because, <laughs> again, we're flawed. But um, I, I did want a place. I, I knew God was calling us to, to just, again, create a place, uh, again, that you know, has a heart for him, that goes after God. And, um, again, when they do miss it, uh, you're, not, you're not missing it intentionally. There's a difference. The motivation of your heart is the is is the, is the deal. What drives that? What drives that that situation? And uh, again, and we can we can come before Him and and God do things in our lives. So I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for stories like yours, just to show that there are places. That maybe you've been in hurt, and uh, maybe you've been hurt in church. Um, again, don't quit going to church. You know, don't quit going. You know, don't quit loving Jesus. Uh, maybe it's somebody at home. You know, maybe you just flipped over and just first time you've even connected to a house of God in any way in a long time. Um, again, God loves you. And uh, again, all of us, if we get together, uh, we can actually do what God's called us to do. Uh, live this out, walk this out, encourage one another, and be the, be, the, be his house. Be be the ecclesia, be the church, be the body of, of God. So, um, I'm going to ask you if you would, just pray over, if you don't mind, just pray over us. Uh, pray over anybody who may be in a situation yeah. of hurt today of any kind. And yeah. um, and just uh, as Holy Spirit leads you. Absolutely. Yeah. And one thing I will say about our church is I've never seen a church more perfectly named. Faith renewed. Literally, you come here and your faith is renewed. It's wild. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So let's pray. <laughs> Jesus, we just love you. Thank you that you are so good to us, even when we don't deserve it. Even in the midst of hurt and pain, you are always there. And so I thank you that we can call on you and you will meet us. So God, right now we just call on you. And Lord, we just ask that you would answer us and that you would bring your peace and your hope and your life. And so God, I just bless anyone here today that is brokenhearted from what people have done to them, things that have been said to them, specific church hurt that has happened. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would come and that you would do what only you could do, which is heal those places. 
God, would you begin to lead them exactly where they need to be? Would you restore relationships with themselves, their relationship with you, and their relationship with your church? Because we need fellow believers. And so we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we let, come on, Allie, know one more time that she walks down. Miss Cheryl, come on up if you would make your way up. Incredible, 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 incredible job. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, just grab yourself a seat there. Um, as I was saying, again, I'm just, um, today, just, I guess, the stories, again, I guess God, some of them, the way God's leading, I just feel like on my heart, even asking who I've asked, and um, it's, it's amazing because sometimes we can hear stories like last week, and you say, you know, um, daughter say cancer. I pray I'm healed. Come on, somebody. Isn't that fun? I enjoy those moments. And, uh, and God does that. And it is God. And he is the, he's the one, he's the source behind that. And then we see situations sometimes where, again, you go through hurts, go through situations, and, 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 but God carries you through it. And, uh, again, today, um, another beautiful, incredible story of grace. And Cheryl, thank you for coming up and sharing. I um, got connected with this family when um, her son, who is now a daddy to kids, uh, was in middle school. I was, I was doing a Bible study, middle schoolers, and her son came and got connected. And then just from there, man, just uh, love this family. And so, so good to have you. Um, and uh, Cheryl, just tell us your great story today, if you will. Okay. Um, when Pastor Terry asked me to, um, if I would speak, of course, I was honored to be able to share my testimony because um, my husband always wanted, he always wanted his legacy to live on. He wanted to have a testimony to share. Um, so I just, I prayed and I just, I asked the Holy Spirit what he would have me to, to say to encourage um, anyone that's going through the same thing that, that I went through. Um, and he, he said, don't focus on your loss, focus on my grace. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time like just yeah. explaining the death and so forth because death is, we all know it's terrible. We've all experienced it at some time or another. But um, yeah. And there's so much more to my story than what I'm, because Pastor Taylor gave me 15 minutes. And <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to have a Sunday to preach. So, you know. <laughs> But um, on May um, 2010, my husband was 44 years old, and we were going to my youngest son's ball game. And Brian had a headache, and he was a man that he was never sick. In the 25 years that I was married to him, he was never sick. He was out of work one day when he when my oldest son was two, like in, with the flu. Wow. That was the only time. I mean, he never had a headache. He he worked out, he ran, never sick. So he had this terrible headache, so we went to the emergency room. And they said, you have a brain tumor. So he would be diagnosed with glioblastoma grade four brain cancer. Uh, they gave him 36 months to live. This was in um, 2010. September 2012, we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary and he would pass away October 2012, um, and he only lived 29 months. Wow. So five months after that, my oldest son, Rob, he decided that he was going to move to Columbia because he wanted to go to the Fire and Police Academy. So he did that. Um, five months later, my youngest son, Kevin, I took him to the Citadel on his 18th birthday. Wow. 
So within 10 months, my, my whole house was just completely empty. I was still grieving. I had the worst depression. I was just battling depression. I didn't want to get out of the bed. Um, Rob had told me something before he left. He, he was like, Mom, you have a purpose. And God has greater things for us. And it didn't really set in at the time because of the depression and everything. And I thought he's just, you know, saying that he's leaving and you know, whatever. But um, I was, I thought that 29 months that I took care of my husband, that that was my purpose. This is my purpose. My purpose is to take care of my boys. You know, if they, if mama's okay, then they think everything's okay. So um, that was my purpose. Um, I was raised Pentecostal all my life. My mom's dad was a Pentecostal preacher. My dad's mom was a preacher. Um, I was a believer. I had religion, but I didn't have a true relationship. Um, I really didn't. I didn't know how to pray. You know, it was just, you know, Lord, heal Brian, make him better, you know, whatever. But Brian, he was a man of faith, and he believed every single day that he was going to be healed every day. He was going to be healed. That, you know, he... His faith never wavered. It didn't matter what the the doctor said. You know, he he had faith every day. So one night, I was I was in my bed and and I was praying and and like most nights, this was my prayer: God, take my depression away, or just let me die in my sleep. This is just too much to bear. I prayed that. Probably like for a year. I mean, you, you have no idea. It was, the depression was just so bad. And I was just like, Lord, just, just, I know you'll take care of my boys. Just let me die in my sleep. I just, I don't want to do this anymore. So um, the Lord had, I felt like I was, I was reading the word. And he, the Lord reminded me of, of what Rob had told me before he left. And he said, your story hasn't ended with the death of your husband. You're called for greater things. And I made my notes because I'm, I, I, I get kind of, yeah. I get kind of lost on um, ADD. But um, so I began to, I was reading my word and just praying. And I come across the scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Wait, What? In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I, I remember, Lord, this is your word. I have just buried my husband. My two sons are gone. I'm all alone, and your word says to give thanks in everything. I, I was very angry. If you've lost somebody, I mean, you. I was never angry at God. I... I was young. I, I was like 40 years old when he died. I mean, or when he was diagnosed, and I was like this. I, I was angry. I was. I was hurt. I was mad. Yeah. I. I didn't want to live. But I just began to just pray. I, it just something just come over me, and so I just started. I was like, "Well, this is your word, Lord." So, so I just started just to pray, Lord. I thank you for carrying me through this time where I can't carry myself. I thank you for protection over my sons. I thank you, Lord, that, that you, you don't leave us nor forsake us, that we are not lacking for anything, Lord. And I, I thank you for that. And I just felt just such a release. It was just, 
just such release. I just began to remind the Lord of his scripture. Not that he needs to be reminded because he knows it, but it's just like sometimes we, if we start quoting scripture, then we kind of feel for ourselves like we're reminded of things. And so I was like, Lord, your word says this, and your word says this, and your word says joy comes in the morning. And I need that joy to come for me in the morning. And so over the next little bit, um, next couple months, year, my prayer changed to, Lord, I never want anybody else to have to experience what me and my boys did. I never want anybody to have to go through that, Lord. Use me. Use me, Lord. Here I am, Holy Spirit. Use me. And I would walk the floors and I would pray for hours at a time. Just that, that would be my prayer. Here I am. Send me, Lord. So I had um, like these intercessors, um, my Aunt Kathy and um, a really good friend, um, Detra Jeffrey. She was my, uh, both of my boys' kindergarten teachers. And, and they were my prayer intercessors. And I was like, Lord, I want to be like them. I want people to call on me. And I, I want people to be able to depend on me where I can get a prayer through for them whenever they need something. Because like I was, and I didn't really know how to pray, they, they prayed for me. And they, you know, they, they prayed for my family. And they, you know, they carried us through that. But so um, I was just, I just, I just want to be that person, you know. So... 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, is it up on the board? Did you read um, yeah. Because I just have um, part of it. Yeah. But uh, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. My grace is sufficient for you. That was life-changing for me. It was in that time that I learned through Brian's death who I was in Christ. God gave me such grace. I was able to take ministry classes, healing and deliverance classes. The more that I would seek God, the hungrier that I became. I, I wanted it. You know, I was getting revelation. Um, John 14, 12 tells us that he who believes in me, the works I do, he will do also in greater works then this he will do. And that that was revelation for me. Once you get a word and you get revelation, that that really excited me. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this, Lord. I, I, it was on then. I was I was sold out then. Um, then I've just kind of made it my personal mission in life to try to destroy hell for a living. If I had somebody to call me, like that they needed prayer, I was like, absolutely, yeah. My, my personal mission in life is to destroy hell for a living. If you call me for, if you're sick or you have something going on, absolutely. I will pray for you. And hey, do you have anybody else that we can call while we're at it? Because not today, Satan. You put something on somebody, we're going to heal two or three more people. Um, God is good. God comforts us in, in our darkest times. And, and through his grace, we're able to have strength to give to others. God's grace um, changed my perspective on life. We can sit back and we, we can't watch people suffer. Um, we can't watch people go through life in need, in sickness, in pain, carry burdens. Um, just because my husband wasn't healed here on earth, it does not give me the right just to sit back and give up. Jesus said, as you go, heal the sick, preach the gospel. 
you know, it's, I, I love that. I, I try to do that everywhere that I go. I'm not going to give up. I didn't give up. The death of my husband, it gave me strength to, to go after my calling, to fight for what God had for me. I was never going to let Satan take from me what he did for my husband. He was never going to take me from my children. They, they needed me. And he, he tried through my depression. But by God's grace, I was able to sow Brian's death for my seed of life. To see others come to Christ and be healed and delivered. And you ask why, Grace? Because God loves us. And just because we lose someone or we grieve, he's not done with us. And it's not the end of our lives. We are called. And his grace will carry us through our calling. If you are dealing with a loss or you're grieving, I encourage you to press in. Timothy. Angie, where's the camera? Angie. Angie's time is over. Her, it's yeah. Tim's stepmom. Yeah. Her grieving time is over. It's time for her to step into her destiny. Amen. But I just, I, I encourage you just, just to keep pressing in. And just like my story didn't end with the death of my husband, your story's not over either. Yeah. You're being prepared for such a time as this. I can look back on from 2010 until now, I was being prepared for such a time as this that I would sit before somebody and that I would be able to give my testimony and say that your life has not ended just because you've had a death or you're grieving or you're carrying a burden, that you are called and you have a purpose. God is just so good to us. He, I just thank God that he did not allow me to take my life that he didn't answer that prayer that I didn't wake up he has given me a great man that loves the Lord and he supports me and we are part of a a healing miracle ministry in Orlando Florida and last year on our anniversary he was like what do you want to do I'm like you know they're having a healing miracle tent revival I want to go serve and that's exactly what we what we did he serves right beside us or right beside me we we served together my my boys they're you know they're awesome they never gave me a bit of trouble I mean of course they had to pray a mama that put the fear of God in them but you know they're very successful in their jobs I have two beautiful daughter-in-laws I have two little precious grandsons and one grandson on the way in a month you know, the grace of God is is just it's, it's awesome. The goodness of God. Um, just know this. Even though we don't always get the outcome that we pray for, God ultimately has the final say. We have to trust God. God is the great I am. He's our savior. He's our healer. He's our provider. And just because he didn't, just because he didn't, just because he didn't heal my, my husband here on earth, don't mean that he can't because he can. And he is able. God's grace is sufficient. Yeah, go ahead. If you don't know, she has a prayer team badge all around her neck. And so you never know who's praying for you. 
and um, and those stories and what God could do and what they're believing for. So, um, prayer verse now. We're going to open up our altars at, as always in this house. But would you pray now, just over us and over any, any situations? Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for this opportunity to sit before these people and these people online that are watching, Lord, and to share my testimony, Lord. I thank you that I am called, but most importantly, I thank you that I am chosen, Lord. I thank you that you have prepared me for such a time as this, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are healing right now. Yes. I thank you that you are healing lives, Lord, people that, that are dealing with loss or that are grieving, Lord. I thank you, Heavenly Father, God. I thank you, Lord. That you're healing their mind and their hearts right now, Lord. Any burdens that they carry, Lord, just give them to God. And his grace is sufficient for you just like it was for me. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Would you let Cheryl know you appreciate her? As she steps down, Robbie, would you come up? Um, oh, I just feel this. Somebody, if the Lord's put someone in your heart, text them and tell them they need to tune in to 11 a.m. service. Because uh, these same testimonies are going to be shared. Some, there's some that need to hear this. God's not finished with their story. And um, last but not least today uh, is uh, my brother-in-law, um, Robbie Blakely, man. And Robbie, I'm excited, dude. I'm so excited about what God is doing in you, has done. And um, I've um, been a part of this family for 36 years. Yeah, we've been going to be celebrating 30 years of marriage uh, this year um, in a couple of months. And then dated for six years, uh, 36 years. So he was 11? He was little. He was, he was little. <laughs> so this is literally like one of my brothers, man. And I love him. And um, I'm excited, man, that you're up here today. You're a miracle. And, um, a little nervous. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, Robbie, tell us, man, your great story, bro. All right, I'll start with something a little bit funny. I feel like I'm on my way to a final exam <laughs> or an SAT, and I had papas and beer for breakfast. Oh. <laughs> We're family. We can talk like that. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to start off and tell you uh, some of the some of the uh, testimonies from last week. Jay, in his name. I don't, I don't have that testimony of growing up in broken homes, um, not having anyone that cared for me. I grew up in a, a loving home, Christian faith-based, praying uh, family. And uh, I was telling Pastor Terry before, before the service back in his office that I, don't, I can't tell you the date that I got saved because we were always at church. But around the age 13, 14, me and Angel... My angel's my sister, obviously, and um, we, we we were in a youth group that really focused on praise and worship and prayer, and I remember being baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues at the age of 14, and uh, so during those, those early years, um, God was moving, using me. Um, I'd been prophesied over many times, and... Um, as you get older, um, uh, human char characteristics is your priorities change, and God is is there for you. And He's got. Uh, I had a friend, Stan Stan Wilson, uh, told me the other day that um, that what you get from God is what you want from Him. It's like being at a Golden Corral, which I don't go there anymore. But <laughs> Golden Corral buffet, there's something everybody's gonna like. 
And as long as you are putting into God and going up, he's going to give you something back, and there's something there for you. Um, but I'm going to fast forward to the age of 21, and that's where priorities became an issue for me. I was always dating around and bound and determined to get married. Um, I won't go into the reasons why, but it was to be a better Christian. I didn't want to be doing anything that was ungodly um, to God, anything to hurt him and come between he and I. Um, but I wrote this down because if I got up here, I would ramble like I already am. God has, I was looking this up, I'd always heard submissive and permissive, but God has a perfect will for your life and a permissive will. And the way I look at that, the perfect will is you are prayed up, reading the Bible, staying in his word, walking with him daily. And if you're like that, you are going to be in his perfect will because you're going to be in tune with him. The more you talk to somebody, the more familiar their voice is to you. And you know that he's speaking to you. And, um, but as you let things come in, whether it be music, girls, um, the music is, is a big thing. What, what's coming in is what's going to come out. And I've noticed that a lot for me lately, which I'll get into here in a little bit. Um, but God will take, if, if you go to, to the, the permissive will, and the permissive will, in my opinion, is God saying, I love you, this is not what I had for you, I've got something perfect for you, but I'll give you permission because he's, we have free will. He won't force himself on you. And, but he can take something and make something beautiful out of it. So due to me going that route with my will, I went through, I got married. Um, we divorced due to irreconcilable differences. I have nothing against her. She has nothing against me. And, um, but he took this, I will say this, and thank God I am where I am with this redhead that sits with me. Um, uh, That's his wife, by the way. Robin. <laughs> so so due, to, due to me going through that, um, we did get a divorce, and it was an ugly situation. But he gave me a beautiful daughter who's 22 years old now named Ashlyn. She's got so much potential, so much talent on her life, and I'm so thankful for her. Uh, I wasn't even going to speak about this, but this is healing. We were told um, at an MRI, or no, not an MRI, ultrasound, uh, that it looked like she, Ashlyn was going to be born with Down syndrome. We went for about 24 hours, maybe longer, thinking that was a possibility. And it was just over uh, a measurement they do on the skin fold of the neck. So we went for a, a more advanced you know, ultrasound. Angel was with us the next day and they said it was it was a, it was an error first thing we did is we went straight to the church and prayed that God would heal her and if it was his will that she'd be born that way we would love her no less maybe even more because you very protective over you know special needs um, but after that divorce, we, we went, or before the divorce, we were going through a, a huge separation, custody case, and little did I know that God had breathed life into a little red-headed baby, August 10th, 1974, named Robin, in a state called Kentucky. <laughs> we met 
fell in love, got married December 4, 2004. And this marriage gave me my soulmate and my helpmate. She married a man with a daughter, a ready-made family, and she took her vows very seriously. Um, these vows would start being tested in August of 2008, and this is the meat of my testimony. Um, that time would start a series of four back surgeries and a 14 to 15 year addiction to opiate prescription pain pills, nerve pills, muscle relaxers, and other things. And I did some estimates over a, about a 12 year period. I took a million milligrams of oxycodone. At one point I was on 210 milligrams of oxycodone per day. Most people go home on five milligram pills from surgery and I was on 30s, um, taking seven a day. I had a fentanyl patch on my shoulder as well. Uh, 2,400 milligrams of a neuropathic pain medicine that makes you like a zombie. And um, nerve pills and uh, one more. Well, doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't tell you about these pills that I took to glorify the devil and what he did to me. I tell you and I share it with you to show the magnitude of what I was dealing with for 14, 15 years because I started the pain pills before the first surgery in August of 2008. And um, I had tried to come off of oxycodone and I relapsed four times. It's the worst thing that you could go through in, in your life. And uh, I remember when I first started taking pain pills and I talked to a friend of mine and she told me that she was taking three Lortabs a day. And I was like, how, to, how in the world did you get to that point? Why are you taking that much? But what I was on, I went online, and, and you can do a conversion thing. I was on the equivalent of 50 Lortabs a day, 50 10-milligram Lortabs. And Pastor Terry has told me plenty of times in my family, um, I probably shouldn't be here today. I've uh, fell asleep at the wheel, woke up looking at a, a bridge, about to run off, run into it. Uh, I used to uh, call my mom on the way to work when I was still working and uh, tell her to talk to me, keep me awake, you know. And um, about June, July of 2021, uh, I had just started coming back to church. I had been out of church. Uh, Allie spoke about being hurt at church and I was hurt at four different churches and I ended up taking that out on my relationship with God and it wasn't Jesus that I was upset with it was the body of Christ and we're all whether it be a toe or an arm or a foot we're all the body of Christ and I was mad at those people and I thought to myself one day I'm like this is only hurting my relationship it's not hurting them they're going on and living their life God's blessing them but I'm sitting here doing nothing, played drums for 30 years in church, and I went four years without going to church over a final straw. And I just refused. I said, I'm not, I'm not going back. I'll, I'll stay home and watch Jimmy Swaggart. That lasted for a month. And um, Jimmy Swaggart would come on, and I'd still be asleep. But when I was mentioning Robin uh, marrying me and taking the, the vows seriously, 
she married what ended up becoming a shell of the man that she stood before when we got married. Sometimes a bigger shell because I gained a lot of weight. Um, I, I was bedridden, well, couch ridden because of my snoring and moving. Uh, we didn't sleep together, and I, I was on the couch for three years, did not move. I weighed almost 250 pounds, and she told me, she said, if you don't get up and start moving, you're going to die. And she got me a membership to the gym, and uh, I lost a little weight, and uh, then God started pressing on me about getting off of these pain pills. And I want to tell you that it was done completely without rehab. No, no hospital, no checking in. I just kept praying. Uh, the withdrawals, headaches, nausea, um, vomiting, um, restless leg syndrome, and a lot of crying. And a lot of times when this would happen, my mom, she didn't sleep well either, so I would call her and just cry on the phone to her. And she would pray for me. And uh, I finally made that decision. I said, I've got to come off. And I told God, I said, I, I, I can't do this without you. Um, I don't want to go to rehab. I can do this with you. And uh, he did it. And I knew this day was coming. This testimony was coming. I didn't know when and I didn't know where. I didn't know it would be here besides you. Um, yeah, I'm glad it is too. Um, but I wanted to wait till I knew that I was completely off and I wanted to know that I no longer had any withdrawals. And right now I can tell you that God has completely, completely healed me. Um, he's good. He's good. And, uh, I, I, pull this out uh one of the script terry asked me if i wanted to um use a scripture you got it up in on the message yeah. okay and it's isaiah 41 10 and I, I i like the message version because it speaks the way i talk um it says don't panic i'm with you there's no need to fear for i'm your god i'll give you strength i'll help you i'll hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you and that's exactly what he did during the whole time. Uh, read that again. Read that one more read time. Read it one more time. Yeah. Isaiah 41.10 in the message. Don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear for I'm your God. I'll give you strength, which he did. I'll help you, which he did. I'll hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. And he never let go. Come on. Can we put our hands together one more time? Would you stand and um, I want to open up our altars, but before we even do that, are you cool praying? I, I thought you would be, man. We've been in a lot of prayer meetings together. Uh, pray. Short, but yeah, no, no, just pray if you would, man. And um, just for those right now, I just feel, I really feel like you don't understand how the timing's perfect that some in this room, some watching, yeah, that God wants to heal, set free today. He wants to deliver people today from this. This is one of the biggest. Um, Addictions in our in our nation today. If you don't realize that, and uh, it's so big, and so, um, and God's the healer. He's the source. Would you pray, man? God, we come to you now, Lord. I pray that uh, some of what I said or all of what I said you know, affected someone, um, whether it be uh, that they need healing of anything. I have a very good friend in this congregation today who's dealing with back pain. I pray that you'll touch her now, Father. 
But Father God, as far as these opiates that we get addicted to, if there's anyone in here that's dealing with that or any type of addiction, God, I pray that you'll reach down through your, through your power of the blood of Jesus. And God, I pray that you will touch them, that you'll break the strongholds and bring these chains down and let them see they can be released completely, living in your will, God, no longer being a slave to a bottle with pills in it because there's no true happiness at the bottom of that that bottle God true happiness is with you father and I pray that you'll touch this whole congregation Lord and show them the purpose that you have for their life God in Jesus name we pray amen amen thank you so much brother I just want to as the worship team ministers there's one last song um, today in our service um, I just want to have our prayer team begin to make their way down and just I want to have you make your way down if you need prayer and um some maybe it's from loss. You suffer loss. Um, for some of you, just need need that peace today that Cheryl was speaking of. Some maybe need may need freedom today from a struggle. Some maybe be struggling with hurt. Whatever it is today, just as the worship team ministers the song, if you need prayer for any reason, listen. Don't stay back. Don't miss this because again, there's healing, there's victory it's available, and He's here today. So, um, again, some are moving. Just begin to make your way down. I'm not going to ask you to close your eyes, raise your hand. Just come. Just let, this is we're family, and God wants to do a work in you this morning. So, just begin to make your way down. If you need prayer for any reason, as our worship team ministers today and so. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.